Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live. It's uh, the big match preview here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me in the studio here at the Valley was get ready to gear up for Saturday's home game with Gillingham is uh, Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good. Yeah. In the Christmas spirit. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, you've still got one more day of work, which I haven't. So yeah. I'm more, Call I'm it a half day, more I think. Christmassy than you are, but uh, yeah, not uh, Neither of us as Christmassy as this guy, though, are we? No. I, I had a word for that <laughs> off air, didn't I? Nathan Miller, you appear to still be doing your actual job in the studio. As we speak. I'm trying to log on, but I can't, so um, I suppose we'll have to do the podcast. <laughs> well, that, that is a first. That is a first. I, mean, I know some people take their work home with them, but Nathan is literally doing his work in the studio on his laptop. Anything interesting, Nathan? Yeah, um, Christmas. Well, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll worry about that nearer the time. Right, on tonight's show, uh, we will be gearing up, of course, for Saturday's home game uh, with Gillingham. We're going to hear a lot from Lee Bowyer today. as has a really interesting press day. There's plenty of stuff that came out of it as well, actually, of a potential for a little bit of a takeover update and you all know how much we love a takeover update here on Charlton Live uh, so we'll talk about that we'll hear what Bowie has made of the season so far as we approach the halfway point of the campaign there's an update on the Joe Rebo situation we're going to hear from Mark Marshall as well he got his first league goal of the season last Saturday against FC Wimbledon so we'll speak to him uh, and then of course we'll start to look ahead it's a very busy Christmas schedule coming up so we're here uh, the injury updates the latest on the whole squad how Bowie is going to be uh, working them hard over Christmas and then looking ahead to the Jules game specifically we'll speak to Luke Caldwell from Kent Online about Gillingham and then hear uh, what Lee Bayer makes of Saturday's opponents but first things first um, in the evening standard this afternoon I mean we'll, we'll, we'll touch upon it just to uh, just to give it a little bit of attention but there was a potential tape over update it got some people excited online I don't think I was that excited <laughs> when I read it if I'm being totally honest uh, but Bayer said that he heard uh, two or three weeks ago that it could be quite positive and it could happen any time there's a chance a takeover could happen in time for the January transfer window hopefully it happens sooner rather than later I've heard it a couple of times now but nothing has changed so let's hope it happens this time it could be as early as January from what I've heard maybe at the end of January the owner, know, the owner wants it to happen and I would like it to happen then everyone knows where they stand and what is happening so I mean are we are we officially counting that as an update Tom? I think that's done isn't it pretty much <laughs> yeah. done deal but um <laughs> I think it's interesting that he's come out and spoken about it because... I mean, presumably he's been asked about it. Yeah, but he's tried to keep his cards pretty close to his chest and he's not really spoken at all about the uh, the hierarchy and the ownership, really, at all. He's kind of left that to one side. There was an article in The Times, I think, over the weekend about that and mentioned that he's kind of stayed away from it, whereas Carl was obviously very vocal about how it was. Um, so the fact he's getting involved and he's commenting, like you say, I'm sure he was asked about it, but the fact that he says that is obviously positive but I mean it's been it will be if the takeover even happens in January it will have been a year that it's been going on <laughs> so yeah I ain't holding my breath put it that yeah, way I mean I mean it was yeah so it's a year pretty much was well, just after Christmas wasn't it the Katrine left and the club made 
official comment about their intention to, to sell them, well, to sell themselves, that doesn't really make sense, but Roland <laughs> made, made the first official comment about his intention to sell the club. Um, obviously, stuff had been going on in the background for a lot longer than that. We first heard about the Australian Consortium, consortium in April, I think, of 2017, when it was within, within the Daily Mail. So, I mean, this has been banging on for almost two years, you know, coming up to April. Um, and that's why I think a lot of people are taking it with not a pinch of salt, but perhaps, perhaps like the entire country's uh, stock of salt ahead of the... I mean, we've heard this before, haven't we, Nath? Yep. <laughs> yeah, we have. And, you know, listen, I'm, as much as everyone else, you know, I'm praying it goes through and um, it'll be a nice Christmas present for everyone. But we've said it on the show numerous times for the last, yeah, what is it, year or whatever it was. But um, just when it happens, if it does happen, it happens. But uh, I'm not going to get too excited about it. I'll always hark back to Zabil. So... Hopefully it does happen, um, but yeah, it's it, it didn't say imminent. He said he was told it was possibly going to happen, but maybe that's because Roland's just a heads up, right? You ain't getting no money, mate. But yeah. but who knows? But let's all keep fingers I mean, crossed. That's what Ray's tweeted in. He says, "Call me a cynic uh, if you choose, and I'll call you many things, Ray." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he said, "But a Rebo transfer rumor and takeover." Completes in January 2019 rumours equals no significant signings and possible outgoing to cover running costs and takeover delays yet again. Is this not what happened last year? I hope I'm wrong. Well, obviously, like I say, the the takeover rumours have been going on for so long. Whether it's a cynical ploy to try and temper Charlton fans' expectations about January. I mean, I'm not sure they could be any more tempered, to be fair, because no one's expecting any incomings of any significant amount of money. Um, so whether that makes any difference or not, I don't know. But at the same time, obviously, you know, some fans may be cynical. I just think I, I don't. I don't think Lee Bowyer is being, you know, clever with this or anything. I think no. he's just saying what he knows, and he knows no more than anyone else. It could be in January. I mean, it, it could be tomorrow for all we know, but it doesn't mean it will be. Yeah, and I also think that it's slightly less of a concern because of how we're getting on. And I don't say that lightly because we're not doing well because of any investment or anything we're doing well and I said this after Saturday's game because Boyer and Jacko are working miracles with this squad at the moment and that's no discredit to the squad either the players we've got a good quality but there's just we've got such a small squad we've had no investment for him to have us where we are at this stage in the season it is nothing short of a miracle but whilst that continues we've got something else to focus on we're not languishing in 12th or 13th place and thinking right the only thing that can sort this out is a takeover at the moment we're thinking well whether the takeover happens or not, let's focus on promotion. Yeah. So I think that that helps temper that. And in the meantime, Louvre and the Turk or whatever he's called can just kind of paddle away in the background and try and get this sorted out whenever it is. But as you yeah. say, I don't think we're expecting much in January either way. So if it happens, brilliant. If it doesn't, then let's focus on yeah. the team. I mean, again, yeah, it's, it's not, it is nice for us as fans to focus on something else. And as, as they say, on, on, on the pitch, it's going quite well. But there's no way we can sustain any level of uh, performance over, you know, for example, if we get into the playoffs this year and, and we get up, there's no way we'd survive in the championship, for example, without investment. And it's still something that's going to have to go on in the background, and we just hope that something good comes out of it sooner rather than later. But like I say, I mean, I, I see these comments from Boyer. I, I think he's just, I imagine he probably has an update from Roland once every couple of months, and he, and he continues saying it's still ongoing, it could happen at this any point. And until something changes, I mean, the, the, the standard piece still seem to imply that they think the Australians would be the closest. And, well, the last we heard is that it seems very unlikely that they're going to be anywhere near unless something quite specific changes. So, really, 
for me, it's a bit of a nothing update. I mean, it's, it's better than no update because we haven't had one for a while, but it's still it's still just things are just ticking along as they have been for the last however long for me. Yeah, exactly. And like Tom said, I don't think Bose isn't one of the type just to come out and fabricate any story. Um, you know what you get with Bose, he'll say what it is. And, you know, there have been <clears throat> previous pre-match in, uh, interviews with obviously with Tony Harden. He'll say, have you been in contact with the owner? He'll be like, no, I haven't, not for weeks. Um, he's obviously been told by someone, you know, that it's ongoing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't wouldn't take anything on it. But just touching on what Tom said about what he's done in terms of the squad, I mean, personally, I think as soon as Josh Cullen got injured, I saw I envisage a sliding down that table pretty quickly. Um, and how him and Jacko have got us up there where we are, four points off second, is an absolute miracle. But he does need need the help, so I think. We're all hoping the takeover comes about, and but you know, even if it does happen, we're not guaranteed they're going to go and splash the cash crazily. So, no, we're certainly not. Right, let's uh, let's put that behind us. Um, you <laughs> let's know, get that to reality. Yeah, now. you mentioned that. I mean, you mentioned about you both mentioned how well we have uh, been doing uh, so far this season. Obviously, was it four points off second? Um, just despite a difficult, don't forget. I think we only won once in the last in the first five games. It was it was, mm. it was a difficult start to the season. We all know the the squad problems we have, but with uh, with the halfway point. Uh, being passed on Saturday against Gillingham, uh, Charlton boss Lee Bayer was asked about the season so far uh, and uh, if he was surprised to see how well Charlton were doing in the League One table so far this season. No, it's, it's the honest answer. Um, I always knew we'd be up there in amongst it. Um, maybe not as close as what we are at the moment. We're only, what, four off of second. So... Um, but yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I, I thought we'd be. Um, we've got good players, and uh, we work hard every day. And when you work hard, you get rewarded. And um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised now. I know there's no point in crying over spilt milk. Do you ever sit and wonder where you might be if you'd not had all those injury problems? Yeah, obviously it's played a factor, but. I was just speaking to someone the other day and they were saying like you have so many injuries and how are you juggling things and 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 then the lads have to take a lot of credit for that you know um, and the tough times when it's Saturday Tuesdays and because the, the shift that I ask of them on a Saturday then to try and do the same on a Tuesday is difficult but they're, they're, they're fit lads and and they're winners and um that they'll always keep putting their body on the line and, and, and that's what I demand from them and uh, so a lot of it goes down to the lads. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Lee Bayer then. Um, uh, clearly uh, pleased to be, um, I don't know what you guys were looking at. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> clearly pleased to be coming, of course, uh, you know, with, with how it's gone so far this season you, and you mentioned it with all this uncertainty behind the squad and everything going on I mean as you get to this halfway point of the season especially the Christmas period it is time to start to reflect on how it's gone in the first half um, what happens over the next two weeks is going to be very interesting of course because mm. you, you get four games in a, in a matter of about 10-12 days don't you but um, yeah, Lee Bayer clearly I mean he, he was almost surprised perhaps to see how well we're doing in one way yeah and I think um, like obviously you're going to do more of a review the first half on Sunday I think but when you just look at that first game even, I think you could argue we've been in every single game we've played. Um, we've had players in here. 
after games saying much the same that they haven't really been worried by any of the teams we've played against. Um, and that Sunderland game, I think, taught us a lot. Um, OK, we lost it just, but it showed that this was a squad that despite everything that we'd gone through, wasn't going to give up. And I still remember having to try and commentate on that last minute goal and just how like broken I was by that defeat because that, that team put everything out there on the pitch and, and deserved to win or, or at least get a point. And they've carried on that spirit. They didn't let that game break them. They obviously come back and beat Shrewsbury in the last minute a week later. But as you say, we still started the season pretty pretty average. Um, but they have just continued to believe in themselves, continued that spirit. And that's why I say that, that Boyer and Jacko deserve so much credit. And Boyer has obviously got his, his Manager of the Month award to show for it as well because what they're doing is is a miracle. And obviously the second half of the season, and like you say, this Christmas period in particular, is going to tell us a lot. But at the moment, to, to be where we are is fantastic. And obviously we can't change what's happening in the future. We can just look and reflect at that. And, and I think we've done so well. And we're a side, based on what we've done so far, that should be pushing for that that's second place, maybe even the title, although I know that Portsmouth are a long way away. But second place is not out of reach for sure. Nath, if you had to pick uh, one area where you think the team could improve still, uh, despite what's happened so far this season, what, what would you go for? Uh, I know Bose wants a left back. I still think yeah. a defensive midfielder, personally. Yeah. I just think we lack... Um, I mean, obviously, George is doing the job. Prattley's not getting as many games, which I don't think any of us envisaged him to be a first I mean, team I mean, all season. He's, he's been injured moment. and he's, yeah. he's, due, he's due back in the next couple of weeks, yeah. possibly even Saturday. But, I mean, Billick's there as well. So you've got you've Billick got... and you've got, you know, you've got Cullen, who's a deep playmaker. I, I still think if we've got players running at us, I think... Um, we are a bit light now. Someone like quite powerful, you know, not someone like Jordan Cousins who can sort of use their power and pace a little bit. But you know, nothing wrong with Josh at the bottom of the diamond. But I just think someone who's a bit more gritty in the middle, like a cashy. Yeah, um, obviously, or, or an Overstad. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just me then. No, yeah. yeah, I think obviously as we, as, like I say, as we come to this Christmas period, obviously starting with Saturday against Gillingham. You find out a lot, don't you, about your squad and mm. it is going to be tested over this next 10-12 days. That's the thing. A lot of teams will say they'll find out about their squad because they'll be rotating players and players will be having to chip in for other players and fill in for formations and stuff. With us, we're going to find a lot out about our squad because they're going to have to play, as Boya says, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday because we haven't got a squad really. We've got a side and that's about it. So the likes of people like Marshall coming into form at the right time is obviously helpful because that helps a little bit but Boya said it himself in his press day today, that centre of midfield is is struggling at the moment. And so can the likes of Lapsley and, and Albie, who haven't played a huge amount of minutes, obviously George has played a little bit more than Albie, but they're still very, very young in their footballing careers. They're going to have to play a lot of cold winter fixtures one after the other, and they're, they're not necessarily used to that. So um, I think if we can come out of this and come into the Sun, what probably around the Sunderland game and still be in the top six, I think that would be huge for us. And then... As you say, I'm, I'm not expecting huge investment, but if we can get a couple of players in on loan, uh, like Naif, I think those are the two places to focus on left-back and, and a midfielder. Then I think, OK, let's let's make that push the second half of the season now. But um, yeah, it's not going to be easy because we've got some tough games coming up as well. Yeah, and obviously uh, January coming up as well uh, with, with the transfer window. I mean, Ray mentioned there he wasn't he wasn't too sure about which way that's going to go for, for, for Charlton. Uh, Joe Reba, of course, one of the names that's been linked with a move away. There's going to be plenty of our players, I think, that would uh, garner some interest. But obviously, uh, with Arebo, the midfielder, was linked with that move away in the last week. And Boya was asked for an update on how the contract negotiations are going with him 
during today's press day? I think we're in a good place at the moment with him. Uh, he doesn't want to leave. I, I believe he doesn't want to leave. He likes it here. He realises that he's learning. And, and I've sat down on a number of occasions and, and made it clear that we want him to stay. And, and he says, I want to stay. And, and I've made it clear that he ain't going to go anywhere and learn any more than what he's learning here. It's a good club. And um, I honestly believe that I think he will sign. Um, can't say when. when. When things are right for him, then, then he'll sign. But um, I've heard reports about Germany and this and that. And what's he going to do? Go and watch football for two years? What's the point? You're not learning then. He needs to, he needs to stay here and, and, and play games and, and improve because he still needs to improve. He made a mistake against... Um, Portsmouth for their goal lost his runner and um, and that's what he needs to learn yeah he's improving in possession he's improved loads and, and, and now he's getting in the box and scoring goals so he's improved there but on the defensive side sometimes he can switch off and, and, and that's something he needs to learn I said that to him the other day so um, it's happened a few times this season so this is this is a place where I'll I'll make sure that he keeps learning and um, and he knows this is a good place to be. We we, spoke, we, we touched upon it briefly on uh, on Sunday's show. Um, you know, Bayer still seemed confident he's going to sign a deal here, but until until that actually happens, hmm. there's always going to be Charlton fans who are slightly worried about what's going to happen with it. Of course, and I think I think the reason why I think Bo's really confident is because. I think Joe, obviously Joe Rebo's an honest lad. Um, he's quite humble. He's quite shy, isn't he? So, and I think if you look at, I mean, apart with the exception of Joe Gomez, you look at Lookman. Um, he went on to bigger and better things, and he's only now, you know, he made the burst on the scene against Man City, obviously, but and then he went out and loan, and he's only starting to get a chance now. And and what what Bo said about he's not going to get any games anywhere else really but he might go to a championship game uh, championship club rather and come off the bench here and there there's no point in moving to another league one side yeah you could go to Germany but Jadon Sancho don't play every week and look how good he is so he makes a valid point in where Joe Rebo could go out he could go and want big big money of course he can but I think Bose is instilled in him and let's not forget you're learning off Jacko and Bo I don't think you're going to get many coaching setups when you're going to have so much knowledge passed on to him. So I think that's probably what's working in our favour. Um, and I think Joe Rebo knows that. And you can only, like Bo said the other day, last year he weren't even starting every week. So if you look at the progression that he's made in 12 months, how, how better could it get if he keeps keeps on progressing with um, with obviously players around him, you know, practically in the background. Obviously, that's just not the same player, but... Keeps his head on his shoulders. Head on his shoulders. He keeps improving his defensive side of his game, um, and yeah, he's going to be a player. I don't think. Obviously, I think he's destined to be at a higher level. But I think at the moment he's doing he's doing all right as he is, and he I've, just needs to keep playing. I've always going. been a big advocate of players keeping their heads on their shoulders mm. because obviously when they, when they don't do that, they, they'd be dead. <laughs> um, so so yeah, but always good when they can do that. I mean, it's really. I mean, obviously, we, we worry about outgoings. Is there any other players that you think might might catch the attention? Obviously, Carlin Grant's mm. a youngster. He's you know banging in goals. He's got blistering pace that will scare any defence. So surely, Championship clubs might just have a little sniff 
Especially if he's, uh, you know, if he's, is he out of contract at the end of the season? I think he might I'm be. I'm not sure. Uh, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if anybody else goes in January. Um, I think the ones that you're looking at are probably the loan signings, hmm. if any of the clubs want them back. But again, like the point about Joe Aribo, I think they're playing regular football here. Why would you want to get rid of them? Um, I think, like we said on Sunday, why is Bielik going to go back and play for Arsenal under 23s when he's playing week in, week out here? So, I don't know. I think, look, Lyle and, and Carlin are both going to get like suitors at the moment because of how many goals they're scoring but I don't think anyone's going to come in for them if they end the season with 25 goals each then maybe but no I think uh, Joe's the main one uh, and I pretty much echo what Nave said I, I think the right decision for him is to stay here obviously as a fan I want him to do that anyway but I think that makes sense for him and if we get promoted then he's got a choice as a championship player about whether he goes or not and if we don't get promoted I think that decision's probably made for us anyway so I think in the summer it's win-win for him the interesting one for me also is about Paddy because obviously he wanted a move, didn't he? Mm. So then he, I think he's in a win-win because then he could he could request a move now, but then if we end up getting promoted, he's in a win-win. Mm. I think so. I reckon. Well, yeah, because he stated on Twitter it. that time they would not yeah. not sign a new contract mm. if if offered one, yeah. which at the time we all thought it looks like he was trying to force a move. Heavily linked, of course, with Blackburn in the summer, never mm. happened. Went on Twitter said he's not going to sign a new deal. Uh, Boya said he was sort of badly advised when when, when sending that tweet. Um, so on paper, with his deal running out, either we sell him now for not much anyway, yeah. or or we get him or we get nothing from him in the summer. So, but we're saying that with all of our best players that we sold recently, we got hardly next to nothing anyway. So, ain't going to make a blind bit of difference. No, no, so, don't make well, it. Don't make <laughs> difference to us or to Lee no. Boya. Make a difference to Roland. Yeah, but I think it'll be, I think Paddy's got he's got he's holding all the cards. He stays here, and if we don't go up, he'll go on a free. If we go up, then he's got a choice, then, hasn't he? So, and why not say to him like, get us promoted? How does that look on your CV for yeah. anyone who wants to buy you, as opposed to just trying to force a move in January? If he goes and they go, oh, what did you do at your last club? Well, I helped him get promoted. Jump, yeah, jump ship in January. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully, there's good old yeah. Pat. All uh, right, we'll see uh, in the, in the next few weeks. Let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. When we come back, we're going to hear from Mark Marshall. Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Now, uh, on Saturday during the 2-0 win against AFC Wimbledon, Mark Marshall uh, managed to get his first league goal of the season. He's been coming back into the fold, hasn't he, uh, over the last few weeks. But admitted, it's been a difficult first half of the season as he waited for his chance. When you like, when you do anything you you want to be playing and then sometimes it's just frustrating not playing but you know I've just got to bide my time and I keep working hard and uh, today luckily I got the reward you know sometimes you work hard and things don't drop for you and sometimes it do but I'm a firm believer and if you, you keep working hard you know more times than not something will happen something positive will happen so you know I ain't going to rest on this I'm still going to get back on the training ground and keep working hard even harder you know, because I want more. I want more goals. I want more assists, and I want to help my teammates, and I want to obviously help myself as well. You know, by putting in good performances. So obviously, you know, we're playing a diamond formation. You know, um, I'm an out-and-out winger, so the boys are doing well, and it's always difficult when you're not playing. But you know, you've got to support the boys. You know, the team's doing well, and you know, he's honest. 
fix the team and yeah just gotta get my head down and work hard and you know hopefully I can keep putting in performances like this and contributing and you know you never know what happens. I mean to be honest for anyone it's hard you know because <laughs> you gotta get out to the full back and get back in you know so it's, it's, it's challenging physically but like I said um, you just gotta go out there we train every day well we train four days a week you know get get the instructions of how to, to, to play the diamond obviously and you've got to take that on board and you know go out there and do your best I mean we get prepared really well you know him and Jacko and all the coaching staff everything's attention to detail so you know there's no excuse when you go out there even today we got told how Wimbledon were going to play and that's the protocol for every game so you've got the information on the team and you just got to um, execute the information that you get given and um more times than not, it's working this season. So, um, yeah, we just got to continue to take the information on board that the manager gives us and uh, hopefully it will get us to where we Yeah, definitely. Go. You know, Charlton's a massive club and obviously we've got some big clubs in the division and you can see at the top of the table, you know, it's it's not going to be easy. You know, you've got to keep your foot on the um, gas because you have four teams that are just constantly winning games every week and you don't want to fall too far behind them. So as long as we're in the mix come March, April, then, you know, anything's possible. When the ball was coming to me, I was thinking to check back on my left foot. But in training, he's been saying, listen, sometimes just let it run across you and hit it across the goal. So you're never too you're never too old to learn, do you know what I mean? And obviously he played at the top for 16, 17 years. So, you know, it's obviously a good person to take information from. Um, like I said, it's just about making an impact, a positive impact when you go on. You know, if the manager tells, you, tells me anyways to go on and you know, Marsh, we've got to stay in our shape and stuff like that. It's just about taking that information on board and um, trying to execute it to the best of my ability. He has been telling me to run in behind more and, and um, you know, you'll get more chances like that. And obviously it stretches teams so the players can play because if you've got no one running behind then they could just sit in their shape. But if you've got someone disrupting their shape, then obviously people can get into little pockets and stuff like that. So, yeah, nice. No, he's definitely trying to help me and he's trying to help all the, uh, all the players alike. So, you know... Just got to keep taking the information on board, and like I said today, you know, I was rewarded with a goal, and you know, moving forward, just got to keep you know, speaking out of honesty. Yes, at times it's difficult, but it's, it's it's a new challenge for me, you know, and it's it's trying to work my way to get back into the team and stuff like that, you know. And um, I'm a professional at the end of the day, and I've just got to work my work hard, you know, be disciplined, and respect the manager, respect the personnel in front of me, and try to better myself. Because ultimately, you know, it's about bettering yourself. And as long as I feel like, you know what, I'm trying to better myself, then I believe it will work out in the end. So that's my thing because, you know, me getting back into the team and coming on and stuff like that, it's not down to just sitting down and whining. You know, I'm out there practising constantly every day, you know, and it, it doesn't end here because, oh, yeah, I scored a goal. It's just i got to keep going, i got to keep going because eventually I do want to start a game. You know, and I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. Yes, there are times where I'm disappointed, but I try to be as professional as possible. And every, like you say, every time I come on, I make sure that I put in maximum effort because at the end of the day, it's about me looking in the mirror and saying to myself, you know what? Did you try your best today? And I love what I do. So if I can look myself in the mirror and say, you know what? You didn't give your best today. I'll be disappointed with myself. I'm not the manager, not the players, not anyone else, not the fans, not anyone. I'll be disappointed with myself. So every time I play football, I want to go on that pitch and I want to be one of the best players and I want to earn my money. Do you know what I mean? I want to work hard because I, I love I love playing football. You know, so um yeah, it's just about 
staying disciplined, taking information on board and biding my time. I'll give you humbling words because it's like you said, there's a lot of games left. Um, I definitely think we've got a chance to be in the mix. Um, Top two or, or not? Well, listen, there's a lot of football to be played and I wouldn't say it's out of reach. That's, the aim is to get promoted. Mm. Top two, playoffs, as long as you're in there at the end of the season, you've got a chance. So um, it's literally just about staying focused because we can't, too, we can't think too far ahead. You know, we've got, uh, I think, four games in eight days or something like that. Or something like that. Four games in eight to ten days. And these are massive games because in and around this Christmas period, it's always when you get a little slight breakaway. If form dips, then you might be in fourth. You find yourself in tenth. Do you know what I mean? So it's about trying to pick up points game by game. And that's what we're focusing on. Next game is just as important. You know, we won at Portsmouth. The gaffer said that was then. And uh, this is now, it's going to be a totally different game and we just got to focus and take game by game. There's Mark Marshall there uh, speaking after Saturday's win over AFC Wimbledon. But of course, he's talking about his struggle at the start of the season. It was a real struggle, you know. Like, obviously, he started three games in August, but then he didn't even play a single minute of league football until early November. He was really ghosted out of that team, wasn't he? But, you know, he's such a model professional and he really fought to get his way back into form. I mean, it, we, we, we heard from Bowyer the other day who was sort of saying he's finally doing what he's asking him to do. And, you know, he he's he's an old dog, but he's still quite happy to try and learn some new tricks off Lee Bowyer. Yeah, he's he's driven me mad since he's come in. Um, I remember talking to Mark Newbury early on because we sit in a similar area of the ground and he just did my head in because he was playing week in, week out and I didn't see what he was offering us. And I knew what he could do and he just wasn't doing it. And even the other day, and it's funny he references it in, in that press conference, because even the other day you see him get the ball and for a split second I was like, he's going to check back on his foot, he's going to check back. And he obviously said he was thinking of doing it and then he went, nah. And he's kind of having to go against his instincts to, to shoot. And it was so good to see him do it because, like you say, like we've been lucky enough to meet him, we know what a nice guy he is, you know the work he puts in. He, he deserves to be a success here and it just hasn't quite worked for him, but... He's kept his head down, he's worked hard, he's played his way back into the side and uh, yeah, that goal was just reward for that. But it's now about kicking on, keeping that momentum up and, and not falling back into those ways because he's he's still got pace despite his age. You can see the finish he's got on him. He can still scare defenders. He's just got to have that confidence to do it. And obviously he said it himself, but the, the formation, the narrow diamond that we play in that middle doesn't really suit him and it won't it won't do as an out and out winger he likes to be hugging that touchline that's where he plays best football really so it is a bit of an adjustment for him um and it can make it a little bit more difficult for him but he's shown at times you know if, if the game stretched and you know we were really punishing Wimbledon down their flanks during that game on on Saturday and if there is a chance to get out there then it can just give a a, a team something else to think about yeah exactly <clears throat> and um is obviously what you said about his position. I mean, like you say, when he was at Bradford, he was a an old school winger. That's the sort of guy he is. He's you know he's he's quite small, but he's he's quick and he's powerful. You're never going to see Marshall get on the ball like Reevesy and dro- drop deep and pick out a pass left, right, and centre. That's not Marshall's game. So, like you said, he's have to having to adapt, take on the um, ball. What Bose is saying, and you know just to show that he can offer him something because you can see when he plays quite narrow, his positional sense isn't quite there. But that's you know that's. Just because he's had his whole career as a right winger, so um, but yeah, I think we're all delighted um, that he had a go, and, uh, and it was a bit of a relief. Like I, it was a bit of a moment when Semedo scored. <laughs> I was actually like really chuffed for him because, 
like you say, his work ethic's always there. Bo's always said that. And um, but he's going to get some opportunities now. We've got four games in ten days, and um, he's you know it's he's, he's, he's time for him now to try and step up and obviously push on. Now he's got that goal. Right, let's have another quick break here on Charlton Live. When we come back, we'll start to gear up for the start of what is a very busy Christmas schedule. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Charlton have hit the crossbar twice in the space of two minutes. Well, space of a minute, actually. Was it a rebo? I think so, yeah. Ball into the box again. Again, it's the tight one. Again, it drops this time. It drops to Solly. And now, Chris Solly has equalised. <laughs> Gets in there. And Charlton are back on level terms. The dropping ball struck by Chris Solly. Buried into the right-hand side of the keeper. <laughs> and Charlton are back on level terms. Welcome back to Charlton Live, the world's longest jingle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start to gear up for Saturday. And don't forget, uh, last Saturday against AFC Wimbledon, the fans supporting food banks were there <laughs> collecting in the West End car park for for the, the, the Greenwich Food Bank. And I think it's over 400 kilograms of food they collect. They're a really right. impressive amount. And they're there again this Saturday before the Gillingham game. So again, I mean, the, the Sainsbury's up the top, or, or the, the, the mini Sainsbury's just opposite the station. It sells... Sells everything you need. I mean, tinned vegetables they wanted, tinned custard, that sort of thing, tinned rice, uh, long life fruit juice, anything like that. Go just you know on your on your way past on the way down to the ground. Pop in, spend a couple of quid on some tin tin vegetables or whatnot. Bring it down. You'll you'll see Samuel Spong in the, in the van behind the West End. You can't miss it. It's a van with loads of food in it, and, and just hand over your stuff. And obviously with Christmas coming up, that'll be a great thing to to do to try and support. Uh, those in need right obviously as we said it is a uh, a very busy christmas schedule trying to have had their injury problems as we all know and uh, lee bayer was asked ahead of uh, the christmas schedule starting uh, for an update on the uh, the fitness uh, of the squad starting with whether carl and grant of course missed last weekend's win over wimbledon will be back in time for the gillingham game no carl's not back um george is not back we're struggling in the middle of the park um, who else? Prattley's back. 
he'd be on the bench. And uh, Wall's not back. So we was hoping to get George, Ward and uh, Prattley back. But, but only the one out of three has, 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 has made it. So um, one's better than none, though, eh? Billy Clark? No, neither Billy, no. He's, he's going to be at least another week, so... Um, yeah, we've got a few to come back yet. Yeah. It'll be interesting when we get them all back, man. One O to pick. <laughs> Do you expect any of those players to be available to you after Christmas? Yeah, well, we should have quite a lot coming back then. Um, You've got George Lapsley's concussion, isn't it? George Lapsley's concussion, so he should, well, hopefully be back in and around the Christmas time, maybe Boxing Day or the one after. Um, Wall to be back by then as well uh, and then Carlin we're hoping he'll be back for one of them we we'll have to be careful with him because we can't afford him to break down so we'll have to be careful and see where he is but we're hopeful that he, he might be back by the Boxing Day or the one after and obviously Josh Cullen comes back end towards the end of January um, he's out running there but he's obviously got to do a lot of strength and work on his shoulder he goes not till February so he's a long way off <clears throat> Billy Clark will obviously be back by then as well around the Christmas time so uh, yeah we'll, we'll have maybe three or four back in and around that Boxing Day or just after uh, speaking about the potential for, for players to be back, I mean, obviously, I mean, starting off with Carlin, uh, I think we knew really deep down he wasn't his, he, he was going to be a couple of weeks, so he was never going to be rushed back for, for Saturday, and we did okay without him, to be fair, on uh, on, on, on last Saturday. Um, Lapo, it sounds, sounds like possibly going to be an absentee as well. Um, I mean, there's the last thing you need with all the injuries just going into like a really, really busy sort of schedule for us. Yeah, it is, but like we were just talking about Marshy, you know, it's time for him, he might get an opportunity, he might not, he might be on the bench, but, and it's going to be a test, especially in the middle of the park with the amount of games coming thick and fast, but, yeah, I mean, obviously Lapsley was, um, I assume it's a concussion or something, so I'd assume, I mean, Bose was saying, obviously, we'll quite a few people will be back sort of Christmas around the 26th or 29th, but, um yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who we can sort of patch up and take out. I mean, obviously, I don't know the state of Lyle's toe because it looks pretty sore <laughs> with a picture he put up. But um, obviously, he's had a week's rest. But yeah, I think the middle of the park is going to be key for us now because it's going to be a physical side. Um, obviously, Gillingham. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I feel, I feel a bit sorry for both because we're trying to get through all these games with, all, with very minimal players. But the tip side is that surely... All of them will be coming back, but we don't do what we've had this season: is we get one back and then two mm. get injured. So. Yeah, because we, we certainly couldn't afford to have any injury, especially to say, for example, Lyle, over the next couple of weeks, because we've Carlin out, and then we'd be stuck with only Nicky. I mean, even if Nicky gets injured, we're going to be really light up top. But if both of the big dogs up front are out, then we, we could, you know, all of a sudden our, our goals might threaten to dry up quite quickly. Yeah, and with uh, with Naby being suspended as well, obviously, so we've got no, a makeshift striker. Yeah, we've not even got that. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, I've said a few times that I think that's the other area I'd like to strengthen. But since Nicky's come in and scored himself a couple of goals and looked a little bit a little bit better, I've said maybe not. But again, with the injuries, you think, well, can we get someone in just on loan for the remainder of the season? Um, but we've got people like Rico who we might have to 
blood again, but you, you don't want to play them too much. So it's a difficult one. It's, it is going to be tough, but like we said earlier, we're going to see what this, this side's made of for sure. Um, it's frustrating that we've got the likes of Barnsley and Sunderland coming up and we can't can't really relax. Not that you can relax against the bottom sides either, except for Wimbledon who were, who were appalling at the weekend. But yeah, it, it's going to be a tough schedule, but it's the same every year. It's been the same for the last four years when we've had a Fredbear squad. Um it's just yeah, frustrating that the injuries have come round again at this part of the season. So I think you said chance that Prattley will be back the weekend on the bench. Be and huge. A, yeah, no, another. I mean, he literally is huge as well. But yeah. no, another option for us uh, in that midfield, especially if we are if we if we're winning, we just need someone to come and help break up the play, protect the defence. Uh, that could be a big one for us. Now, as, as we keep mentioning, obviously Christmas is coming up, so it's a hugely busy time really for the players, isn't it? And uh, Bowie was asked about it today, actually, in the press day, asking if the lads will be in on Boxing Day, which they are because they're playing. Uh, but he says, Christmas, uh, obviously, Christmas is, is a busy time for the lads. Uh, and Bowie has said that his team will not be slacking off in any way over the Christmas period. Uh, yeah, we've been Christmas Eve, we've been uh, Christmas Day. Obviously, we've, we've got Coventry Boxing Day, so we'll be playing then. And then we'll be. Being on the 27th, we'll be on the 28th, we'll play on the 29th, we'll be on the 30th, we'll be on the 31st, we'll play on the 1st. We won't be having no time off. Christmas is always like that for us, so um, that's, that's, that's the way it is, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, we'll, um, we'll be in and working hard and preparing because the most important thing is pre- uh, preparation for the next game. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely be in all over Christmas. Up against uh, Chris Solly into the penalty area. Ball back across, uh, hits a rebo, and then uh, Pierce swipes it clear. And this might have a good, uh, good release to Taylor. Good control from Taylor. Sets up Reeves. That's a lovely oh, ball, ball to his awards. I mean, to his left, and into Carl and Grant towards the edge of the penalty area. Goes left. He's going to take the shot, and he's got yes, come on! For Jordan. It was a glorious ball by Ward. Lovely hold up play by Taylor from the release ball by Steer. Held it up, found Ward, a fantastic defence-splitting pass to his left to find Grant, took his man on, gambled on the left foot, shot and in off the right-hand post and Charlton have the lead. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. The big match proving we are gearing up now for Saturday's home game with Gillingham here at the Valley. I wanted to find out a bit more about them, so I spoke to Luke Cordell from Kent Online, and Luke said it's been a bit of a mixed season for our fierce Kent rivals who none of us, you know, actually care about. Up and down, I suppose. Um, started off really well. A couple of wins um, right at the start of the season against Accrington and Burton. Um, tailed off a bit. I mean, they had some good performances they had, had good performance um, I'm Sunderland but lost 4-1 um, then they went on quite a bit of a bad run but they seem to have pulled the form back again now um, not too bad at the minute uh, more wins than defeats at the moment mm, yeah I mean what were the expectations really at the start of this season because obviously you know, only, only just stayed up by six points in the end last year what were the, the the expectations for what could be achieved this year or what were fans hoping for at least I think fans always sort of hope for maybe a playoff push hmm. Um, I don't see why why they shouldn't really. I mean, there's, there's the top sort of three or four clubs in the division, but I think there's a great deal between the rest of them. So I 
Walsh was certainly attainable, but um, really, I mean, really, just just to stay in the division, really, and and build on Steve Lovell, the manager, is putting his own team together now. Um, he's getting there, but I think once he gets another summer under his belt, and he can really have his own team and, and really sort of stamp his mark on it. Yeah, I mean, was it was he able to make many signings sort of in the summer? Um, he made a few. Um, he did stick with the majority of the players from sort of last season but I mean a few of the, the notable players that he did bring in I'm sure Charlton fans will be well aware of uh, Brandon Hamlin and Regan Charles Cook I mean they added a bit of pace and energy to his attack and they really helped get the season off to a bit of a flyer at the start because um, they haven't played a lot of football at this level though um, and they've had a couple of knocks they've sort of been in and out of the team recently and neither of them started the other week Mm, yeah, obviously, yeah, names that the Charlton fans have recognised. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what, what about the, the, the manager then? You, you mentioned in there, uh, there Steve Lovell, um, came in, in in October last year. How, how's he been doing? Yeah, he's, he's, he's done well. He's, um, he's, when, they play, when they play decent football, it's good on the eye. Um, it's always a bit inconsistent with the sort of level they're at, so it's not always, it's not always like that. There's been some... There's been some shockers along the way, hmm. but um, when when they play well, it's really good to see. And he he'll always have a go at teams, or at least ask his players to have a go at teams, um, sort of pressing at them and um, trying to play attacking football, trying to play passing football. And um, doesn't always come off, but he's got the certain certainly the right intentions there, and um, it's a lot more enjoyable um, of, of recent sort of times. And obviously, in Tom Eaves, Gillingham have got League One's highest goal scorer at the moment. I mean, he seems to have really burst into life. In the last couple yeah, of years, yeah, because yeah. He's, he's never been that prolific before then, but it just seems to have sort of, sort of all, all clicked into place for him now. Yeah, I mean, when he first arrived, he arrived on a free. I think um, it left Yeovil Town and not really done a great deal there. But there'd been a few loan spells that he'd had. I think he'd been at Shrewsbury. Had there was one spell he had there. He was he was quite prolific. So he always sort of had it in him, um, and he has been getting better and better. Um, Steve Lovell, the manager, obviously was a striker himself and he's sort of constantly on Tommy's case um, and I think he's helped improve him um, he's turned him more into an all-round sort of striker um, he's quite sort of raw um, when he came but I mean his hold-up plays get improving and um, some of the goals he scores are just fantastic really he, he certainly certainly knows knows how to uh, score a decent goal yeah we saw that that one he scored down at Portsmouth was quite in, uh, quite yeah, impressive yeah, yeah. Um, it was. I mean, he's one of the players where he's a typical striker where you don't see him for most of the game, like the other day against Wickham, and you know, next minute, bang, he scores a goal. So he's, he's certainly a threat. And Gillingham just over the last few weeks seemed to be sort of coming back into form again. Now, said so that that good win down at Bristol Rovers and away at Scunny as well, a, you know, decent enough home point, I guess, against Wickham. So they'll be full of confidence, yeah. I imagine, coming to the Valley. They've got their first ever yeah, win at the be, Valley last season. Yeah, I mean, Lovell engineered their first ever win at, at Charlton, so um, they've got one in the bag now, so maybe they can make it two. It'll be a, a, everyone knows it's going to be a tough ass, though. But Gillingham have probably been better away from home when um, they can, I mean, teams come and attack them, and they like it when teams attack them rather than sit back. It, it suits their sort of style, an open game. So they'll hope Charlton have a go at them because they can have a go back rather than a lot of the, the home games against sort of lower the, the lower teams around them. When it comes to a bit of a stalemate, they struggle a bit, but um, they'll, they'll enjoy a sort of um, a, a nice attacking sort of game. Yeah. 
And other than Eves, who are the men that the Charlton fans should be looking at, looking out for within the Gillingham team? Well, I'd hope that um, I mean Josh Parker got a goal the other day last season. He got twelve goals. Um, he's he's been in and out of form. I mean, he was even there was a few players that were sent out um, for, home from training and, and left home for a couple of weeks by the manager until they sort of found themselves really. And uh, Parker's come back and he's he, he said he's re-energised now. He's got a goal. Um, against Wickham the weekend he could have had the, had the winner I think he sort of pumped up so hopefully Josh Parker will be a bit of a threat um, along with Eves um, obviously Charles Cook if he gets some time on the pitch Brandon Hanlon they're both going to be fired up for it spoke to Brandon Hanlon today and he's, he's well up for this one as you'd expect um, said he's got a bit of a point to prove as well To I think um, Lee Bowyer was the assistant manager when, it, when he was released so he'll want to show what he can do yeah, of course. And, I mean, will the Gillingham fans also be fired up for a it's, it's sort of a derby game in, in a way. I mean, Gillingham fans yeah. seem to quite look forward to this one. Gillingham fans are a bit desperate for a derby match because there's not got a lot else <laughs> around here. I think that's because, as you well know, being in the south sort of east, every sort of game's about a three-hour trek. Yeah. So um, anything within about an hour's radius is uh, treated like a bit of a local derby, really. And, uh, yeah, no, I think they'll take a, they'll take a decent following them. And certainly that they'll be hoping to repeat a bit of what happened uh, New Year's Day, was it? I think it was New Year's Day last year, wasn't it, when they won 2-1? Yeah. And um, how, from the outside looking in, how do you view Charlton? Um, obviously, we're in the playoff places at the moment. Are we seen as as a decent threat in this division from outside? Yeah, always are. Always are, yeah, definitely. I, I think Charlton would be classed from fans down here as one of the, the top teams in League One. So, um, taking anything off... Off Charlton will be a will be a great scalp. I mean, Gillingham have got Charlton, Portsmouth, and Doncaster over the Christmas period. So all three teams in the top six. It's going to be a massive ask to get points from any of those games, really. But they're beating Charlton and they're beating Portsmouth in in recent seasons, so uh, they certainly won't be phased by it. There we go. It's Luke Cordell from Kent Online there, uh, telling us about the jewels. Obviously, I, I asked him and I made the joke at the start of the the interview there about how. You know, it's considered by some people as a rivalry, but I mean, Christ, I forgot Julian Lever existed until until this week when I was like, oh yeah, play, playing them again. I mean, they see it as a bit, they seem to see it as more of a rivalry than we do. I think Tony Hudd sees it as more than both, yeah. doesn't he? What was it he called it last year? The Red Hot Ken red, Darby red or hot, something? Red Hot Atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. It's the first one we look at. <laughs> yeah. it? Sleepless night before they come out. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a tough game in that the fact that they're on a good run of form. It, the Derby atmosphere, I don't think, is really going to offer anything, particularly at the moment with fans staying away here anyway. And I saw a tweet from them that they'd only sold about a thousand tickets the other day, so it's not like they're. Well, about really... their one win ever now at the Valley. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Giving up. So um, yeah, and it, it's um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, they talked there about the striker, and Tony referenced the striker in his interview with Lee as well, um, Tom Eaves. So he's going to be the danger man. He's going to be someone we're going to have to contend with, but. And they're on a good run of form, but so are we. And we've only lost once in the league in in a little while now, so we've got to go into it as as favourites and and try and kind of impose our style on them, I guess. I mean, there's there's no way on God's green earth that another team is going to sit back as much as no. AFC Wimbledon did no. uh, last weekend. But I, you imagine they'll they'll hope to soak it up. That's what Luke seemed to imply. They'll soak it up a bit, look to hit us on a break, mm. uh, and and they'll be physical. And they have got, like I say, Tom Eaves is a big burly striker but as we saw from that I mean 
He's at the top scorer in League One at the moment. He scored a superb goal away at Pol- uh, Portsmouth for, for, for the Jewels. If you want to look that up and see that, it's a brilliant goal. So he's got a bit of technique about him as well. So he's going to be the main the main threat and he's going to keep Jason Pierce and Patrick Bowers' hands full. Yeah, exactly. I think most teams, uh, there'll only be a couple of teams in the division. If they go um, toe-to-toe with us in terms of passing, they will probably play them off the park. But I mean, I would imagine they'll do what most teams will do. Like you say, sit back try and stretch it a little bit, get our sort of narrow formation, try and sp- split it and try and go down the sides. But, yeah, it's going to be difficult. But we've only won uh, the last eight meetings. We've only won once against Gillingham. Yeah, so it's, it's a, going to be... A weird, a weird sort of bogey team They are team like a bogey us, team yeah. for us. But, yeah, it's, I mean, listen, I don't think they're going to be as deep as Wimbledon. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. But um, it's they're going to make it difficult. And it's the physical side, that, we're, especially in the middle of the park, that we're going to have to compete with. Mm, well, obviously, Lee Bayer... Uh, was also asked uh, for uh, his view on Saturday's opponents. He said that he's been keeping a keen eye on them. Yeah, I've I've watched them. Um, it's going to be another physical game. Uh, their striker, is, for me, is their best player, and uh, scored 15 goals. I mean, he's top goal scorer, and that's Tom Eaves. Tom Eaves, and and he. Uh, in a side that's like mid-table-ish, that's some going. Um, and then I've I've watched his goals. He scores all different types of goals, and and, and they get the ball to him, and, and and they rely on him a lot, you know. Um, but they've got other people that can hurt you as well. So we have to. I remember last season he he caused a lot of problems for us. Um, but hopefully now we're. We'll be ready, ready for him. And um, but I believe whenever we're at home, it's about what we do and the way the way we play. As long as we compete, you have to respect the side you're playing, whoever that is. And then as long as we compete with them, then and we do what we're good at, then uh, then I think we'll win the game. But it's 90 minutes, and no one's guaranteed to to win. You have to you have to work hard for that. And um, I had a bit of a rest with finally had another Saturday like four weeks training so yeah we'll, we've worked hard this week and um, and we'll definitely be ready for Saturday Gilling were 2-0 down against um, Wickham last uh, week and fought back to take a, a point from the 2-2 draw so they're a side that never know when they're beaten yeah they, they, they give everything they work hard this is what I mean you have to compete with them and you have to work hard um, that's every team in this division um, we can't just turn up on Saturday because we've been doing well and think that yeah we're just going to walk here and, and, and take three points because it, it doesn't happen we've tripped up on that already this season um, so I'll make sure that that, that won't happen not through, through lack of effort and um, everything else I, I think the lads at control we, we, we know what we're good at and, and we have to remember that and so that's what we'll um, we'll be doing. We'll be competing and respecting them, and, and, and know they're going to come and make it difficult for us. We know that, um, but, but it's about what we do on a day. So Lee Bay, you're there saying that Charlton only really needs to concentrate on what they do, despite obviously Gillingham's being uh, being on a good run. Uh, but if Charlton can play their stuff, then you know there's there's not many teams that will come here and stop us now. We we seem to have found a way to score against teams that are sitting back and 
maybe early on in the season and at times last season that was something we actually had a problem with yeah and that's exactly what I said just before we heard from Bowyer as well I think if we play our way there's no reason to fear anybody in this league and like I said earlier we had uh, Billick was the last player I think I spoke to in here must have been after Doncaster and we asked him who the best team we'd face were and he, he said no one's really been that good and so Gilliam and uh, Gillingham, sorry, are not immune from that either. I don't think there's anyone in this league we should fear. I said it since day one this season. Um, and if we impose our style on them, yes, there's a couple of difficult areas to fill with injuries and stuff, but we're still a good enough side to beat them. Yeah, obviously we have to deal without Saar now. I mean, uh, during the week they said that Bowie is not going to appeal his red card against Wimbledon, which I kind of a little bit surprised about because I didn't think it was a red card. But at the same time, I could see if it went to an appeal, it would have to be a clear mistake for them to overturn it. And I think they'd say it was a bit of a grey area. So uh, so, so we've not. So now, obviously, uh, you're going to hope... I assume Solly's going to have to go back over to the left-hand side. Yeah. No. Unless Toby's given another go like he got at Blackpool, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I can't... I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. I mean, if you are going to play Toby, I'd rather play him at a home game than a than a game up against um, Coventry or or, or Barnsley. Um, so if he does get a go, it, I think it will be this Saturday. But I think with the physicality of mm. Eves, I think all they'll do is they'll just tell Eves to go peel off and go on Toby yeah, and exactly. exploit his weakness. But yeah, I think Anthony uh, Anthony will come in and like you say, Souls are going at left back. Yeah, so you'd assume it's going to be Nicky starting up top with. Lyle, so I mean, signs. He got the assist on uh, on on Saturday, Nicky. Um, obviously, you always want more from every player, but I guess improving. Hopefully, hopefully he'll be able to with this couple of games in a row that he's going to get. He'll be able to step it up another another level, get another goal to add to the one he got down at Pompey. I think he certainly looks like he's working a bit harder and working more for the team. He's making runs into the right areas and stuff, so that's all positive. I think I've watched the highlights of that one-on-one he was on at the weekend so many times and. That just looked like a man still lacking in a little bit of confidence because he just didn't seem prepared to take that touch away from goal. He wasn't really looking around him. He wasn't quite aware of his where he was. So he needs to sort that out because it was a relatively simple goal for him to score. But obviously he did get that goal down at Portsmouth the other week. And, and like I say, on Saturday he, he got himself in some good areas and he he was more than happy to turn provider. We've heard him speak off off the uh, away from the game, and he's a he's a confident man as well. So, yeah, it's not Carlin, uh, and, and that's frustrating. But um, it, it's better than playing a Jose of six months ago. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's disappointing. Carlin's not around for sure. But if uh, if we see the Jose we saw down at Portsmouth, then I don't think it's too too much of an issue. Mm. Uh, obviously, with the run we're on, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to extend that. Or was it seven wins at the last eight? Um, but just because with the busy schedule coming up as well, you just want to go into that into that with a little bit of confidence. Just just keep that momentum going, you know, because it is a couple of tough away games, Coventry and, and Barnsley in particular. So it, it does sort of place that little bit of extra pressure on this one, just with the, the busier more and more difficult schedule that we've got coming up. Yeah, it does put a little bit of pressure on us. Um... To an extent, but I mean, come on! If you if if, if we wanting to, you know, if Bo's going up for top two, then these are the sort of games that you're going to have to be expected to win and and deal with the pressure of of teams yeah. coming in and trying to break teams down. And we were patient enough on Saturday. I think possibly twelve months ago, we probably might not have won that game for me. I don't think we would have controlled the game even one yeah. 1-0 down last week at 12 months ago. So I think, you know, if we, like Tom said earlier, if we play our game, I think we can beat more or less anyone in this division. Um, and yeah, we're going to have tricky games, but one of our best uh, 
best games this season was against Pompey and against Barnsley. So it's these sort of games that we seem to switch off sometimes, like the Rochdales of the world. But yeah, I think if it, we we need to keep the keep this run going, it's not going to last forever. We're not going to be unbeaten for the rest of the season, but we're riding on a crest of a wave and just need to c- c- try and maintain it over these yeah. next ten days. Right, what's the the cashy bet or the Jacko's jackpot bet going to be? I haven't really thought about. It. I might need you. I think Charles to be unbeaten it. for the rest of the season. So. <laughs> Well, you want to, you need to do it because I've yeah. gone over my limit for Sky Bet oh, <laughs> already. Oh, and that was that was because of last week. Yeah, okay. But well, I mean, I don't know. We we've been pretty close the last couple of weeks, but I, I, I see goals in this one. I say, Charlton to win both teams to score. I quite like that bet. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll have a think about that. And what about your actual prediction, Tom? Two-one uh, Charlton. Two-one Charlton. Nath? I'm going to go two-zero. Excellent. Well, let's hope that Charlton uh, can win, and we head into the Christmas. Uh, fixture pile up uh, on a bit of a high right we're going to call an end to the show here don't forget we'll be back here on Sunday evening um, to look back at whatever happens against Gillingham that will be our last show of 2018 we'll have a break over Christmas uh, which means we'll have lots of fun as well we'll review the season so far we'll have a quiz we've got a Christmas montage of all of our favourite moments of the campaign so far as well so really looking forward to Sunday's show make sure you join us here 7pm on Maritime Radio on Sunday or of course on your podcast app after right Tom thanks for coming in good to see you cheers Merry That's Christmas everyone yeah, your last show so have a have a good break cheers you too and uh, Nathan you're here on Sunday so yeah. just go away for now <laughs> cheers mate nice to see you yeah, we'll see <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be seeing you at Blimmin Barnsley and Coventry yeah, as well, yeah, so yeah. how lucky are you yeah well <laughs> debatable right <laughs> I've been Louis Mendes thank you for listening we'll see you here on Sunday uh, let's hope that Charlton head in uh, to the, the busy Christmas schedule as I say with another three points we shall see you later <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.